just love sharing my story with people because I don't know, my story is really a God story. Um, in my wildest dreams, I never would have written a script for my life that uh, has played out today like it has. Uh, it had to have been God's plan. Uh, he closed doors, opened doors in incredible ways, and you know, I just walked through them. That's all. I just walked through the doors and followed his leading. And uh, God has been using our testimony <clears throat> to help so many people literally around the world. Um, when you talk, when we walk through the deep valleys, uh, Jesus just changes us forever. And uh, God uses those difficulties uh, for his glory. So it's, it's all good. Um, perhaps some of the people watching uh, this video are, um, are related, will relate to this story. These are really stressful times with the uh, riots, with the viruses, and, and marriages are very vulnerable uh, right now, more, probably more than ever. And uh, God has blessed us in a mighty way, and I, I just pray that you know, you'll find something in what I say uh, valuable um, today. And um, so I, our story starts, uh, yes, we were facilitators for uh, a Sunday school marriage class called Great Marriage God's Way. And um, it, we were called to that after um, something really challenging happened in our own marriage. Uh, we were active members of our church and people saw us as a model couple. Uh, we had three sons, um, you know, we went to church, we were active in the church, but what people didn't know is on the inside, we were really broken. And uh, we just didn't know how to communicate very well. Uh, neither of us would face uh, conflict. And we just kind of swept things under the rug uh, until one day, um, actually in the 43rd year of our marriage, um, everything kind of blew up. And uh, Steve asked uh, <clears throat> if uh, we could be separated. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was tough. It was really tough. Um, like I said, we had three boys. Um, the two of them were gone with families of their own. Uh, and our third son, Kevin, uh, is Down syndrome. And so he and I uh, were at home alone. You know, nobody starts into a marriage planning on it breaking. Nobody starts saying, you know, well, you know, eventually this is not going to last. But, you know, if you don't work at it day by day, work at it really hard. Things just kind of slowly uh, unravel and, and you're unaware of what's happening over time until uh, your relationships just take separate paths. Um, we think that in looking back that our separation was really God's way of saying, I have a plan for you, but I need to separate you in order to grow you because we were both very immature uh, in, in, our, in our lives. And um, we, just, we felt that you know, God was saying, I can't fix you if you stay in a broken relationship. I need to separate you for a while. Um, I was seeing a Christian counselor, and she helped me realize that I needed to change. Um, it wasn't, I was a victim. 
I needed to change and become a person that was mature in my own right. I had never lived alone. Uh, I went right from my parents' house to college, and then Steve and I were married right after, uh, right after college. So I always knew who Mrs. Steve Lucas was, but I really never knew who Jan was, but I was about to find out. <clears throat> I was trained as a teacher, but I never taught in a school. Uh, Steve supported me as being a stay-at-home mom, and I enjoyed that role um, and, and never worked. But eventually, when he went to work and I stayed home and our interests just started to separate, and uh, we weren't able to really listen to one another. Um, when he would come home and need someone to listen to him, I was not intellectually or emotionally present with him. I was more interested in what I was doing and more interested in telling him what my interests were and, um, and his needs were not being met in that way. Um, so eventually he said that he wanted to be separated. Um, you know, I can't tell my story either without bringing Kevin into the picture because Kevin, uh, he's our third son, is Down syndrome, but he is a crucial part of this story. Um, he idolized his dad, and when his dad left, it was devastating for him. But he, he knows and he understood what was happening. And, and when I would tell him things, he, he was able to understand that because he's a very perceptive person in this one, right? And he's a man of prayer. He is a man of prayer. And he knew that he didn't have the power to fix a situation, but he knew who did. And he, um, he just prayed and prayed for his dad to come back. And in fact, everybody that he met at church or anybody on the street or wherever we were, he, if they stood still long enough, he would say, would you pray for my dad to come back? And, you know, people that we didn't even know were praying or maybe they weren't praying. I don't know. But um, after after a while, um, you know, no one really believed that uh, the prayer was working. But um when Steve did return, um, there were 2,000 people in our church that were very, very amazed that the prayers were answered. And I think it changed the prayer life of, of the church. And, uh, and after Steve came back, he um, began, Kevin began praying, asking prayer for his brothers to forgive his dad, their dad. And, um, you know, so people said, well, you know, your first prayer was answered, so we'll pray for that too. And sure enough, in a year, um, our family was completely reconciled to a normal family again. And uh, it was just um, such a blessing. Um, on, during the years that Steve was gone, um, he, he lived nearby and we stayed in, com in really close communication almost every day. And uh, he would come and do the bills for me. And he never just, you know, left me without any need, you know, what I needed. And, um, and so on the, the first summer that he was away, um, I, I love to work with my hands. 
-hmm. So um, I just had a thought that um, I wanted to build a harp. Oh. And um, so I, my, my sister knew of a place in Minnesota that um, had harp kits and um, it just so happened that um, I had tickets to visit our son in Minneapolis uh, the next month. And um, so I asked him where this place was and he said, it's like 30 minutes from my house. So of course I went to the factory. I fell in love with harps. I had never really played one. I didn't know how to play one. I didn't intend on learning, but I thought it would be a nice conversation piece sitting next to the piano. And that was, that was my only hope, but God had other plans. He definitely um, opened those doors. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I just, on faith, walked through. Um, he led me to an organization called Bedside Harp. And uh, it was through Bible Study Fellowship. Um, a lady there uh, knew of someone who was taking classes at Valley Hospital in Ridgewood. And uh, so I, uh, I signed up because I thought, oh, maybe I could learn how to play. And in three years, I had earned my uh, certification as a master's uh, hospital certified master heart therapist. And I, it was a job. I was hired as a contract harpist for, um, for Bedside Harp. And um, I worked for them for the next seven years. Uh, playing in four different hospitals in New Jersey. And, um, you know, all, all this while I was becoming um, a more self-assured person. I was learning how to do things on my own and not depend on anyone else. And Steve is watching. He's watching me carefully. And, um, you know, after three years, he asked me um, if I would even consider uh, taking him back. And I had been praying for three years that God would reconcile our relationship. So I said, of course, you know, I would. There were, there were things we had to work out because neither of us wanted to go back the way things were. We wanted something new. So, um, you know, we, we went to counselors and uh, we worked those out. And while Steve was away, God had been preparing him as well in, in very different ways because our needs were so different. But God returned Steve as a brand new man on the inside. He was, um, <clears throat> he was um, absolutely um, wonderful. And, uh, and we renewed our vows exactly three years after he had left. And... Um, you know, we continued to go to uh, to see marriage counselors. We read books. Um, we also did a discipleship program called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, <clears throat> which gave us uh, the tools that we felt we needed to build a healthy marriage. Communication was our biggest problem. And these tools really, um, really were amazing to help us restore that uh, intimate relationship that we were missing. Mm -hmm. Communication is such a big um, marriage breaker. When there's no communication, you have distance in your marriage. Exactly. So, um, yeah, you're, you're, 
you just go on, you're on, not only on a different page, you're in a totally different book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you just um, don't relate. And um, um, yeah, these tools brought us, brought us back together again. Do you have um, the book difficulty with you? Came, pardon me? Do you have the book that you're using, that you used for that nearby? I do not have it nearby, but um, I will, I'll mention it a little bit later. Okay, that's and, great. Yeah, one more time, and then if anybody wants to get that book, I think it's a really good tool. Yeah. Um, I'm I, sorry, I, I, go ahead. I will talk about it um, a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. um, when difficulty changed, it changed my relationship with Jesus in a deep, deep way. Um, it definitely drew me closer to him than I'd ever been in my entire life. Um, I, I was just constantly in prayer. I, I needed him minute by minute sometimes. Um, and, and he was faithful. He was always present for me. And he revealed himself in amazing ways. Um, very early on in our separation, um, I was just grasping for some sort of hope. And I don't recommend that people do this to find answers, but I just took my Bible and I opened it. And wherever it, it fell open, that I, I read those pages. And it happened to have fallen open to the book of Philemon, which is a very, very small little book. But my eyes focused on verse 15, where uh, Paul is talking to Philemon, who had let his slave, or actually had um, told his slave Onesimus to leave um, his house. And um, the verse 15 reads, perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. That was a very powerful, powerful book verse at that time and it became the verse that I clung to very very strongly it was God's promise to me and every every day I would ask God don't waste these trials they're hard but don't waste them teach me what you want me to learn I really want to change however you need me to change and every day I would say what do you want me to learn today and he was faithful to just uh, let me know different ways that I need to change my thinking about things and uh, do different things. And, um, you know, he, he was just very, very faithful to me. Um, I, I just trusted him minute by minute, and I kept opening, I just kept walking through the doors that, that he opened. Um, and I mentioned before that after three years of separation, uh, we renewed our vows, and um, we just felt that God's plan was taking place. We began to share our testimony to many, uh, in, in different states and even worldwide, there was a, a conference that we went to where there were pastors from all over the world and we did share our testimony uh, to them, uh, even to Tanzania with uh, our church 
missions pastor, and we shared our story with pastors in, in Mwanza, Tanzania. Wow. And, um, we've just seen so many marriages helped by our testimony. And um, they're, they're transformed. Uh, one of the great blessings that God has allowed us to see are the, the couples in our Great Marriages God's Way class mm -hmm. at church. Um, we had it for three years, and then uh, we moved down to Florida. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we were concerned because uh, we didn't know what would happen to that class. But six couples stood up and they said, we'll continue to take that class. That's and awesome. they have been phenomenal yeah. leaders in that Great. class. And uh, we just feel blessed to, to see that legacy continue on and on. And marriages are changed. They, they are really, really changed. And it's just been one of our greatest blessings. Um, for those that have relational challenges in their marriage, um, you know, I've, I've been there. I've walked the walk. I've, um, I've experienced what you're experienced. And I just wanted to share some of the things that, uh, that I've learned about healthy relationships. And one of them is that uh, 1 Corinthians 13 describes love and, and commitment. And we know that verse, we've memorized it probably, we've read it a, a number of times. But what, what does love really look like? You know, you say love, but what does it look like on an everyday, down in the trenches kind of day? And when you peel back the layers, what does practical love? look like. And Steve and I determined that we were not going to make the same mistakes as we had made before in the past. We read, we studied, we attended seminars, we talked to counselors, we, we worked hard trying to find, you know, a new way of, of doing things. And um, we, I think the key is when we find something that we felt we were lacking, we clung to it and we practiced what we learned we didn't just go in one ear and out the other we we practiced um, there are so many resources out there um, for marriage help but um, i have what i like to call a fabulous five and um, they're the the books and the and the discipleship programs that really made a difference in our lives and, um, and it helped us because now we mentor marriages that are uh, having challenges as well. And we always recommend these books. One of them is from, by John and Julie Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N. And it's called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Uh, John Gottman is uh, a psychologist as well as a scientist. He has studied marriage on the physiological level, and he's got what he calls a love lab out in uh, Seattle, Washington. And uh, he mentors, measures couples physiologically as well as emotionally. And his book is, is amazing. He, he can predict the success or the marriage or the failure of a marriage within the first I think he said two minutes of conversation. And uh, there's 
amazing tips uh, in, in that book. Uh, another one that we like is by Paul David Tripp. Um, it's called, What Did You Expect? <laughs> And uh, it isn't what you expect. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's an amazing book. It's down to earth. And what we basically learned from that is I'm a sinner. Mm -hmm. I married a sinner. And grace needs to be so evident in our lives as far as relating to one another uh, and sacrifice for one another. Um, he just pounds in the phrase, I'm the biggest problem in my marriage. And each of us say that, you know, when, when the challenge comes up, we just look at each other and smile and say, I'm the biggest problem in our marriage. <laughs> you know, it, just, it just diffuses a lot of things. Uh, there's another terrific book by a um, preacher in New York City uh, named Tim Keller. Mm -hmm. he, a lot um, of people know him. A lot of people know him. He has a great singles ministry as well. Mm -hmm. uh, his book is called The Meaning of Marriage. And um, it's an awesome book. I think what we took away from that book is that we need to sacrifice for each other. Um, we can't always have our own way. And um, yeah, that's, that's a, a great read. We've given it to engaged couples that we know um, because it's it's full of good <clears throat> of good information. Uh, of course, a, a just a real good book by Gary Chapman. <clears throat> it's called The Five Love Languages, and uh, that's an old book. It's a very popular book, but um, each of us has an innate love language, if you will, whether it's receiving gifts or touch. Um, Kevin. It's definitely touch. He he cannot survive without giving hugs and getting hugs, and um, and if you know one another's love language, that's really important. Um, we we have found uh, in understanding our mates. Uh, the last one is uh, the author is Pete Scazzaro, S C A Z Z E R O. Mm -hmm. It's called Emotionally Healthy Relationships. Um, it has tools that are amazing. There's uh, a community temperature reading, which takes 15, 10, 15 minutes a day with your spouse. And you affirm them. You say what you appreciate about them. And if you only said that, who wouldn't want to go out of their house to work knowing that they've been appreciated for something? I mean, your kids, your your spouse, everyone loves appreciations. Um, and then your expectations is another one. Um, that's it. That's really, if you are angry or upset, it's usually because your expectations haven't been met in a, in a relationship. And um, that just shows you, you know, different words that you can use to express your expectations so that your spouse knows where you're coming from. And then another tool is incarnational listening. And incarnational listening is listening at the heart level. You're not looking at, at someone else. You're not working on the computer. You're listening heart to heart with your spouse and really understanding what they're telling you. 
uh, on a feeling level. And those tools were amazing. And we, we studied it, we studied those tools under the direction of Pete um, himself and, and his wife, Jerry, um, marriage counselors. Um, you know, we've worked with marriage counselors in teaching and monitoring uh, those. Um, our story uses all of those tools. Um, Jerry Scazzaro interviewed us uh, several years ago at an international pastors conference. And um, we discussed how those tools helped us in our marriage. That interview is on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And if you Google Steve and A-N-D-J-A-N all run together, Lucas, L-U-C-A-S, that will come up and, that, and you can hear that interview today. Mm -hmm. I happen to like acrostics, so this kind of helps summarize uh, what I've been trying to communicate in the story and the acrostic is we change. We need to change. If things aren't working the way you, you have, you need to, you need to change. Mm -hmm. And C, you need to choose to be obedient to the Lord. Scripture yes. says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. H is him. It's all about God. It's all about his plan. Hang in there when things get tough. Mm -hmm. He has a plan for your life. Always remember that God has bigger plans than yours. Yes. And never fail to prayerfully ask God to direct your path. Mm -hmm. He will. I, have, I can tell story after story about that. G is to give God all the credit. Without him, we can do nothing. And our story is God's story. And I, we give him all the credit all the time because nothing we did could have accomplished what he's done in our life. And the last one, E, is examine your heart. Are you loving God and yourself and others the way God loves you? Change is hard but it's worth it when God's in it. Yes. How beautiful. What, what a beautiful interview this has been with you. Um, and um, I remember taking um, the, the Emotionally Healthy Woman study with you mm -hmm. at Hawthorne yeah. Gospel Church. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it, it definitely changed my heart. It, it, it made me want to pray a different prayer. Um, instead of um, things being about, oh, Lord, change him, it is, became, oh, Lord, change me. Right, exactly. Change exactly. my heart because I'm the one. Take that, it's Ezekiel, take that, that stony heart, yeah. give me a heart of flesh. Yeah. And so at that, at that scripture, I continued to pray that and things did change in my marriage and I can say that for sure. So I, I thank you for that study when you did do it there. Yeah, we're the only ones that can, can change us. We can't change anybody else. Only God can. Yeah. So we just need to work on our own heart and everything else will fall in place. It falls into place, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's been beautiful. So last question would be for you is, what is your best advice to anyone having diff difficulty in their marriage or even just some simple ideas? of how to sustain. I know you've, you've gone over so many great things. You've given us book upon book here, 
of testimony, which I will I will put in the notes um, when this goes also goes on YouTube and Facebook. Um, is there the best simple idea that you could say? You know, I think just to remember that two different people are coming together with two different backgrounds and um, hopefully you've married your best friend and just to keep knowing that that you're you're not in opposition to each other your best friends and to be gracious just be gracious to one another mm -hmm. um, it's kind of being lost uh, today and uh, seek counsel she don't wait to seek counsel good counsel yes um, if if a counselor uh, says they're Gottman certified that's a one that's an a one counselor um, yeah I would I would say that you know be gracious take responsibility for your own uh, shortcomings in the marriage mm -hmm. uh, speak kindly to one another yeah. and maybe step back a little bit before you say something yeah definitely definitely Pain that tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it that's so, it so thank you for all this wonderful 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 advice that you have given us today thank you so much and You're very welcome i mean it's just uh, years of experience and um and teaching and mentoring and knowing people's hearts and understanding where your marriage was and where where their where their marriage was going um, helped you with God's gift of being able to discern and help these couples. So thank yeah. you for all of those years of helping people get it together. We feel that the re one of the reasons we went through that is so that we could help others. You know, God, God used our challenge to, so that we could help others in the same challenge. We weren't the only ones. Yeah. But that's happening too, so. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, again, last thing I'll say is, is that, um, you know, when you get married, you, you're marrying the person, you started out loving them. What happened in between is where you have to step back and bring God into your marriage. Absolutely. So that he can heal it. God heals the marriage, but yeah. you need to seek God first. Put yeah. him in the center. Yeah. The, uh, the original fantasies and love, uh, the honeymoon doesn't last forever. That's for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, when life gets tough, uh, it's easy to accuse and, um, and not take responsibility for things. So, um, you know, just um, be gracious. Yes, yes. Well, thank you. And of course, one little delight is to hear you play that beautiful harp. Sure. This is whatever, you know, we were waiting for. Um, <laughs> the. I don't think the audience knew you were gonna do it, but please do. And what will you play? Sure, sure. I, um, I made my own harp, but uh, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to play my, uh, my therapy harp because um yeah it's a little lighter a little easier but, um, yeah i just want to want to leave you with a song um 
a hymn that is very popular, and I think it says it all but what I was trying to say about grace. Thank you. 